Warning, the Savage Nation contains adult language, adult content, psychological nudity. Listener discretion is advised. And now, the world's most exciting podcast, The Savage Nation, home of borders, language, culture, and here he is, New York Times best-selling author and National Radio Hall of Fame inductee, Michael Savage. Five, four, three, two, one, zero, all engine running. Liftoff, we have a liftoff, 32 minutes past the hour, liftoff on Apollo 11. Tower cleared. We've got a roll program. Neil Armstrong reporting the roll and pitch program, which puts Apollo 11 on a proper heading. Roll complete and the pitch is programming. We choose to go to the moon. We choose to go to the moon. We choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other things. Not because they are easy, but because they are hard. I'm speechless from where we are in America today. I'm just speechless. Remember, I was very young when uh, Apollo 11 took off. Do you realize, do you realize that in May, in May of 1961, before it happened, Kennedy proposed to Congress to land a man on the moon by the end of the decade? But do you know that it was not met with unified support by America? It was met by skepticism and a Gallup poll said that 58% of respondents opposed that lofty goal. So then Kennedy stood before 40,000 young men and women 15 months later in Houston's sun-swept Rice Stadium, and he delivered a speech to them about the mission and also to sell it to the nation. And he said what I just played for you. We choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other things, not because they are easy, but because they are hard. And that vision was realized after Kennedy was assassinated through the genius of some 400,000 scientists, engineers, and technicians. 400,000 scientists, engineers, and technicians. And look what we have now in Congress. Take a look. From Apollo 11 to the appalling 7. But I have to go back to a bigger story. And welcome to the Savage Radio Seminar. I've been thinking about this audience and about this show now for some weeks, days, months, hours, minutes, seconds. I came to understand something. If you walk into a college today, there are lecture halls with 101 courses, you know, the introductory courses. Do you know that some of those lecture halls are packed with 2,000 students, most of whom don't even listen to the lecture? That's talk radio in the largest sphere today. It's like uh, Radio 101 they're chewing gum, they're you know, inhaling CBD oil through a pipe, whatever. That's the lecture hall. But then if you wander upstairs at the university, you'll find seminar rooms where there might be six to ten students who are really thinkers, who are listening to the professor and engaging in dialogue with the professor, and that's the Savage Radio Seminar. No, it's not the largest audience, but it has always been and continues to be and is the smartest audience in the radio sphere. And that is why the show is still controversial. Because I am not a knee-jerk anything. You cannot predict where I will be on a subject. No, I don't go along with the program. No, I'm not a true believer. No, I'm not a follower. Yes, I am a leader. And so I have to ask you again today, has Trump turned the firing squad of miscreants into heroes? Now, I know many of you are going to use my phrase of, He's so smart. 
that he was uh, conducting four-dimensional chess. That's my line, first of all. It's been stolen a 100 times now. I'm the one who came up with four-dimensional chess, so don't throw it in my face. Or was it just a mistake? You know, we don't know the answer to it. You could take it and play with it any way you want, right? You could say it's four-dimensional chess. He's the biggest genius on the planet. He got them where he wants them. He made Nancy Pelosi line up with these four crazies, and now the whole Democrat Party looks like the crazies. That's just where he wanted them. Or you could say he just blurted out in the middle of the night on low blood sugar and made a huge mistake and further divided the nation and drove away all of the so-called suburban women who are not going to vote for him again because they're afraid of this division. You can, t- you can play it any way you want, and there's no answer to it. There is no answer to this. But I will ask you again, was it a tweet too far? It is my, my podcast from yesterday and my show has set off shockwaves. I've gotten emails from very bright people, some of the top people in the, in the world, who are listening to this show on the podcast where the show is generally, generally replayed because they can't listen during the day. They listen at night. And they're saying you're the only one who seems to understand what actually happened here. What's going on? So now you got these four lowlifes. I don't have to mention their names. These lowlifes who should have been forgotten by now are now heroes. And instead of talking about the wall that was never built, the raid that never happened, the runaway um, budget deficit that's spinning out of control, the fact that um, the government under this administration secretly passed a bill permitting 300,000 H-1B visas for Silicon Valley, for the very tech giants that they make believe they're opposed to, just won a huge boondoggle, 300,000 H-1B visas, green cards, green cards for who? Indians, Indian workers, so that the pigs of Silicon Valley can be more piggish. And we're not talking about that, are we? We're talking about these four low lives, four low lives. And we're not talking about reaching the moon or reaching Mars. We're not lauding scientists. When have you last seen a scientist in the White House? Did Obama bring a a scientist into the White House? Not to my knowledge. You know how long this country has been on a decline? When has a scientist been brought into the White House and held up for the world to see an American scientist? When? When has a doctor, a great doctor, been brought into the White House and held up for the world to laud this human being instead of some waste of human DNA whose boyfriend or husband puts his feet on the desk of the president. Oh, but then again, they have a large Twitter following. I'm sorry. This is what happens when you have a popularity contest running a country. And that goes for both sides of the aisle. Don't tell me I'm knocking Donald Trump. I'm sick of it all. I'm just sick of the whole damn package. The whole package stinks to high heaven. And if you want me to just sit here, oh, the world's going to come to an end. The world's going to come to an end. We're in a battle for our life. I just listened. I believe me. I look at the pictures of astronauts Neil Armstrong, Michael Collins, Edwin Buzz Aldrin at the uh, Kennedy Space Center in Florida in 1969. I noticed something about them. They're all white males. None of them have tattoos. None of them uh, have big biceps. It's interesting. Here are guys who flew to the moon in a little tiny capsule. And it looks to me like they're ordinary-looking guys who are strong. No, no tattoos, no bulging muscles. How is that possible? I thought you had to have abs to do something in America today. Every other picture in the New York newspapers, the New York Post in particular, Murdoch's slam sheet, slime sheet, uh, shame sheet, 
Every picture's of another another whore with, with abdominal muscles showing. That's held up for the children to look at. And you wonder why your daughter is crazy? You wonder why your son is on drugs? The country has gone nuts in plain English. Nuts. And you can blame it on a million different things if you want. But if you think it's not the media who's driven the country crazy, you're mistaken. And I will not join that parade. I will not join that parade and drive you crazier than you already are. Because that's what we've come down to. Yeah, I could go into the politics of these four witches called the squad. The phrase, the squad unto itself of those four idiots, is something from junior high school. But who are they actually? Who is Ilhan Omar, Rashida Tlaib, uh, Occasional Cortex, and Ayanna Presley? Who are these vile, hateful, anti-American women? What have they actually done that you know nothing about? Well, let's look at Omar, the most ungrateful immigrant in the history of this country. If ever there was a reversal of the Statue of Liberty to be built, let's say a statue to the most hateful person in American history, it would be to Omar. She tweeted, Israel has hypnotized the world. May Allah awaken the people and help them see the evil doings of Israel. Omar asked a judge for compassion for ISIS recruits who were being sentenced for planning on joining ISIS. Omar dismissed 9-11 as, quote, some people did something and refused to answer if she was pro-Al-Qaeda. Omar said that Jewish lawmakers have allegiance to a foreign country. That's something the Nazis said, by the way, in the 1930s. Omar tweeted that U.S. support for Israel was all about the Benjamins. Omar described acts of terrorism as a reaction to United States involvement in other people's affairs. Omar said ignorance really is pervasive in many parts of this country. Omar blamed America for the crisis in Venezuela. Omar attacked American soldiers for the Black Hawk Down mission. And who was this other prize? Rashida Talab. You know who she is? This one that you're now celebrating? This other lowlife? Rashida Talab, another Muslim hater, said thinking of the Holocaust provides her, quote, a calming feeling, and I'm quoting her. Rashida Talab, the woman that the Democrats now loved, love, called critics of her Holocaust distortion racist idiots. Rashida Talab, the hater, defended Omar's 9-11 comments saying she does speak truth. Rashida Talab accused Israel advocates of having a dual loyalty. Rashida Talab has a long history of associating with known terrorists. Rashida Talab supports the communist anti-Jewish BDS movement and posed for photos with a campaigned fundraiser who promoted anti-Semitic conspiracy theories. theories. And what about occasional cortex, the dumb bartender? She said the current state of America is, quote, garbage. She falsely claimed that the United States is running concentration camps on the southern U.S. border. This dummy said illegal immigrants, quote, are more American than any person who seeks to keep them out ever will be. This dummy refused to condemn socialist dictator Maduro, but eagerly attacked U.S. special rep for Venezuela, Elliot Abrams. This dummy, occasional cortex, defended Omar's disgusting 9-11 comments and said we shouldn't be allowed to show pictures of the terrorist attack because it is triggering. That's what occasional cortex is. This other one, Ayanna Presley, she's along for the ride. She called for the defunding of ICE, claiming the agency is irrevocably broken. Do you hear what this moron is calling for? Uh, eliminating the ICE agency. Eliminating the one agency that stands between us and tens of millions of them. 
And by the way, when this dumb Presley was asked to condemn the Antifa terrorist attack at an ICE facility in Washington State this just this past weekend, this Presley attacked the media. Occasional Cortex said nothing. Omar said nothing. These are enemies of the state. These are enemies of the people who have now been turned into heroes by one mistaken tweet. Savage. Apollo 11 for the appalling 7 to 1 generation. So these four nobody America haters, outright terrorists uh, supporting some of them, clearly two of them are clearly sympathetic uh, to uh, the Muslim Brotherhood, Sharia law. And instead of being vilified by Nancy Pelosi and by America because of one inadvertent tweet in the middle of the night, they're suddenly turned into heroes. All of a sudden, they're heroes around the world. It's shocking to see what can happen with one mistake in this sick world that we live in. But if I don't call it a mistake, I would be wrong because it was a mistake. Please don't lie to me and tell me he was playing four-dimensional chess. He knew what he was doing three in the morning. He made a mistake, and it's a very, very bad mistake. Now, maybe it can be rectified. I hope it can be rectified. But, you know, all men are fallible. That would include Donald Trump. Or do you think he's in a special category, perhaps? I mean, maybe some of you think he's in a special category and he is infallible. I do not know of a man in the history of the world who was infallible. Now, perhaps this is the first one. It could be I'm wrong. It could be finally the Messiah has arrived and he's infallible. He cannot make a mistake. He can do no wrong. I had a caller yesterday argue with me. No matter what I said to her, she said, I don't care what he said. This is what he meant. I said, that's not the point. It's how it's being heard by most of the world and how it's being played against us. Because remember, he is us. Me. He's us. He represents my views of the world. I'm on his side. That doesn't mean, though, when he makes a mistake, I should sit here and say he didn't make a mistake. That is not my job. This is my job, what I'm doing today. That is my job. And look how far we have fallen as a nation. Instead of aiming for an, a, another planet, Instead of lifting man up, man is being drawn down into the lowest common denominator. The lowest common denominator. To me, the low point was when I saw Kim Kardashian in the Oval Office. It made me sick. It made me ill to see a waste of human DNA like that. And the husband of hers with the feet up on the, on the presidential desk, it was nauseating. He should have been thrown out on his behind. What a disrespectful couple brought into the... And this is where we are today. And I'm supposed to sit here and say, Hail Mary, everyone's perfect. Nope, I'm not. I'm not. Not going to do it. And what do you think this is going to do to those, quote, suburban women who put Trump over the finish line in 2016? Suburban women is a code word, by the way, for white women who are educated. So let's stop mincing words like saying teen. Teen is a code word. Okay. Suburban women is another code set of code words. Suburban women flipped over to Trump in the last few days of the election. Do you know why? Because their men were threatened by Hillary Clinton. Their white male husbands, their white sons were threatened by Hillary Clinton who would have conducted a holy war against them. And they decided to go with Trump. Do you know that or don't you know that? And where do you think these, quote, educated white women are going to go, are going to go next time if this keeps up? They're certainly not going to go socialist. They're not going to go to the party of occasional cortex and Bernie Sanders, the street communist. 
I'm trying to tell you what's going to happen. They're liable to sit the election out, and that's the end of the that's the end of the ball game. That's if the Democrats could marshal someone, and it just might be Biden, if they could keep him sane in the in the center, right to the uh, to the debates. He just might have a chance, especially if the true believers who voted for Trump last time sit it out and don't vote. And remember again, no one's talking about it, but I told you then, and I'll tell you now. It was those who sat out the prior elections who I motivated to go out and vote. Say, And I said to them, take one more chance. I know you've been lied to by Bush. I know you don't want to vote anymore. You're the vast majority of people who don't vote anymore. Please go out and take one more chance on Donald Trump. He's a businessman, not a politician. And I'm glad you did. But will you all go out again? Did you get your wall? Did you get your massive deportations? You happy with the budget? How's your 401k look? Whatever happened to the budget talks and fiscal responsibility? That used to be a watchword of fiscal conservatives. Where'd that go? No, no longer matters? Where were the massive roundups over the weekend? Savage. We have a go for main engine start. We have main engine start. Four, three... Two, one, zero, four, Shut down right on time. 101.4 by 103.6. Roger, shut down, and we copy 101.4 by 103.6. Apollo 11, this is Houston. You are confirmed to go for orbit. Apollo 11, this is Houston. You are go for TLI. Over. Apollo 11, thank you. That was America. Keep it going. Keep it going. That's America. That's America, not what we have today. The garbage that we have today. 5,000 feet per second. Going velocity 35,570 feet per second. Altitude 177 nautical miles. Houston, Apollo 11, that Saturn gave us a magnificent ride. Can you, imagine, can you imagine if we put a man on the moon today with four white males who were the only ones qualified, let's say, to have gone through that rigor, who had the engineering background, etc., what Ilhan Omar would say, what occasional cortex would say, and the others would say, could you imagine where we are today? The four of them together couldn't find the person to drive a Buick onto a car lift accurately, but they'd have a lot to say about landing a man on the moon. That's the world we're living in. This is what's in Congress today. This is where we've gone, gone in America today. What do you think? What do you think about all of this? Tell me what you think about this. San Francisco, John, line five. Sorry, I hit line six. Get me line five. I hit the wrong one. Line five, please. John, line five. Go ahead, please. Okay, Dr. Savage, uh, I agree with you. I think that this is a tweet too far, and... You know, I grew up hearing adults at times saying, oh, these darn people, they ought to go back where they came from. And I was so saddened when I heard that he had made this remark. Because I tell you, as a kid, hearing an adult say that, I mean, you just feel the ugliness of it. And, you know, I just don't understand, like, how he ever thought that was a good idea. So it was a mistake, in other words. It was, absolutely. And, and you know... I- Here's the biggest problem. Pelosi had lined them up as her enemy. Pelosi had marginalized the four losers. Pelosi had finally had enough with these four miscreants. 
Pelosi had had enough with them because they were destroying the Democrat Party. And what Trump did with that one mistaken tweet in the middle of the night was suddenly unify the Democrat Party like they have not been unified in many, many months. That's all I can say. And worse than that, he's turned these four witches into heroes. Terrible outcome. And, you know, I think. So how can someone sit here and say he knew what he was doing? It'll work out for him in the end. I wish it would, but I don't believe it will. Oh, he didn't know. I, I think he's a basically intuitive person who shoots from the hip, and retrospectively, you can say that it often has worked out for him. I'm also a very intuitive person, but I've learned through hard experience that sometimes when I shoot from the hip and I, I don't question the intuitive response, it doesn't work out. Because yeah, Well, I, I can tell you that it's uh, true for me, too. <laughs> I have paid quite dearly for a few inadvertent statements in my uh, 25, year in the, 25 years in the media. I make mistakes and I paid for them, but I'm still standing here. However, when you're on the international stage and intercontinental ballistic missiles are only a switch away from being fired, I think we need to move away and step away from the game that was played in the past, don't you? Amen to that. Absolutely. And, and I mean, do people realize what the hell is at stake here? I sure hope so. I sure hope so. It's getting scary at times. And, you know, Rashida or who, Omar, she was told that she used ugly tropes. Well, I'm sorry, but this was an ugly trope. Well, I wouldn't say it was an ugly trope, certainly not as ugly as their tropes are. But I will say this. I appreciate your analysis of what impulsive statements or impulsive uh, written statements can do to a person's career. People have been fired from universities for less. Do you know that? They have. And, and I'll just end with this. You know, they didn't let you into the university many years ago to teach, but I consider you the best professor I've ever had. And I, I genuinely... Well, I had, I've, turned the lemon into, I've turned the lemonade into a lemon into a lemonade. And I've turned my radio show into a savage radio seminar. And in any 15 minutes on this show, I have a larger audience than I probably would have had in 10 years of teaching at any university. That's in any 15 minutes on the radio. So I take every minute of the radio as a gift from God, especially these days. And I try to make every minute count. And I think it's listeners like you that make me understand that not everybody who listens to talk radio is an idiot. Because the left wing would have everyone believe that anyone who listens to conservative talk radio is uneducated and stupid. The exact opposite is true for my audience, and I know it when I listen to callers like yourself. I want to thank you, and I'm sending you a gift of my book, A Savage Life. You know, it's interesting. I don't want to talk about the book for a minute, but it's pretty good. I had an, int an inquiry from one of the great editors in American publishing that I should write my memoirs. I said, well, haven't you read A Savage Life? He said, no, I want you to sit down and from all your sources and all your memories, things that have never been put into a book, write your memoirs. Well, that's a huge job. That's a big project. I don't know if I'll ever get around to doing that, nor do I think it's necessary. But believe me, if you think that people who count do not listen to this program, you're listening to the wrong of voices. That's all I can say to you. Now, what else is in the news? Let's see. What have we not talked about as a result of the, quote, tweet in the middle of the night, a tweet too far? Tell me. What, what are we not talking about? Let's see, the uh, roundup of the illegal aliens? That didn't happen, did it? He said it. I don't know. Where is one picture of one gang member being sent out of America? And there's nowhere to be found. What was it, another head fake? So what was that for? What, why are we being told things and they're not being done? 
What the hell is the point of this? It's coming, then it's not coming. I'm giving them two weeks, then the two weeks comes and goes, and we don't know. Maybe he did round them up and silently remove them, but why would you silently remove them? Have the fl- has the flood of illegals stopped coming over the border with the women and three children in carriages being given the best treatment in the history of the world? Has that stopped? Ask the Border Patrol. No, it hasn't stopped. You know, this man, this businessman was elected for one damn thing only. And you know what that was? Immigration. That was the number one reason he is president. No other reason. And what are we waking up to? The greatest flood of illegals in modern history. The lowest number of deportations in modern history. And 300,000 green cards for Indian workers in, in the tech industry to reward Mark Zuckerberg and the others down there who aren't rich enough. This is what we woke up to. Now you understand why I am not welcome in many quarters of the so-called fake conservative movements, why you never see me on Fox News. The truth is a very, very dangerous thing in this country. It's almost as rare as the rare, rare earths that China has cornered the market on. But there's still some Americans who have this rare earth of truth in their soul. And this rare earth of truth in the soul of the Americans who still have it must be preserved. It's a great national treasure. It should not be stepped on. It should not be stamped on like the grapes of wrath. It should be welcomed because it's so rare. And that's why it's a rare earth. Now, I don't know where to go with the show today. I, honest to God, I, I'd i rather talk about the inspirational moment of Apollo 11 than the appalling state that we are in in this country today. You know, I tell you the truth, I have never seen a, 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 a less inspiring time in American history. All I see is hatred. You can blame anyone you want. Trump was a reaction to the hatred that has been fostered in the nation for well over 50 years by the communists. Trump was a reaction in our last hope to stop these haters. And let's hope that he can turn his ship around and do so before it's too late. Because the left wing in America is stronger today than it's ever been in my lifetime. It is more motivated. It's more agitated. It's frightening to watch them get away with what they get away with. They control 99% of the media. The radical left controls 100% of the universities. There's almost no corner of this country that they do not control. And so he is our last hope. And believe me, if he doesn't win a second term, and even if we get a man like Biden who appears to be moderate when he is not, Biden is not moderate. Biden is nothing. You see, you don't understand this about Biden. He's not really a left-winger. He's not really a middle-of-the-roader. He's nothing. He is what's known in the Soviet era as an apparatchik. He does what the party tells him to do. And so he would be worse than any of them because he would he would be able to permit the radical left within the Democrat Party to dictate the terms of his presidency since he has no character, uh, firm character and opinions of his own. That's that's my opinion. So he is actually the most dangerous. A guy like Bernie Sanders who's already knocked himself out of the game would have been much easier to target because he's so vile. He's so fetid. But the American people watched him and they didn't like him. Now we have more debates coming up. When is it? Tonight, Robert? Anyone know when they're on? The clowns are on tonight, aren't they? No. Oh, I thought they were. Oh, next week. Thank God I can breathe easy. Thank God I have another night off to, to digest a meal. To have to watch the clowns get up there with their hatred. As just a quick side note before I take your calls. You know I love to talk about food. So I go out last night 
to a um, Vietnamese restaurant that I've gone to once in a while. All right, it's marginal, but it's not too far away, and I don't want to struggle over every meal, right? And you think, ah, it's Asian food. All right, it's not going to be that bad. The problem with most Asian food is you can't find the protein no matter what you order. It's goo and and rice with a a few scraps. I felt like I was in naked and afraid. I turned to my wife and I said, I can't find the shrimp in here. I feel like I'm a character in Naked and Afraid looking for some grubs to eat here. You know, this is what it was like eating in the restaurant. This is what they're getting away with now in these restaurants. Every restaurant's cutting back on the protein portion, whether it's uh, fish, meat, protein. Go try to find the scraps of meat in, in your dishes today. This is why when you eat in these restaurants, what do you think you're really eating? A bunch of flavored goo with rice and a few little scraps of protein thrown in. I went out starving to death. I almost felt like going to McDonald's for dinner, McDonald's for something to eat. Of course, I didn't do it. The reason I'm still living is I never did that. Four times a year, I go to McDonald's and I pig out. Four times a year with the dogs in the car, I become an average American. Fill up on the, the grease burger, the fries, the diet soda. I feel good, but I know better than to do that on a regular basis. And so it's the same in talk radio. What do you want me to do? Just feed you some swill burgers and French fries every day? It'll feel good going down, but it'll poison your your mind. So I can't serve you those burgers and fries that you're used to in the media. You're not getting burgers and fries for me. No, I'm not going to give you rice with goo and little shreds of shrimp either. I'm going to try and give you a healthful diet of ideas. So what would you like me to talk about? I'm going to open it up a little bit. We're not just going to get stuck on a tweet too far or the vile four sisters. We can talk about any topic that you would like especially ones I haven't mentioned yet. We have one open line at 855 It's interesting, by the way. We are jammed with calls since I started inviting calls. We, you can hardly get on this show. You notice that, Jim and, and Robert? Jim's actually having to work now. In the past, he was able to eat, snooze, because the, the callers, there were no callers, because I wasn't asking for callers. But now there's so many callers, Jim actually can't even eat lunch. He's starving to death. All right, I got to run along. I'll be back in a minute. Savage. Now back to the Savage Nation uh, program, per se. I'm thinking now about the hateful words of the four sisters of the apocalypse. I finally come up with the right name for them, the four of them. Everyone's searching for the right way to define them as a group. I just did it for you. Steal it as you've stolen four-dimensional chess. Steal it as you've stolen occasional cortex and given yourself credit for it. All of your geniuses up there with the 3,000 people in the lecture hall. At the Savage Seminar, we have just declared these four girls the hateful words of the four sisters of the apocalypse because it, it does apply. It's as simple as that. Pennsylvania, Matt, line two, you're up on the Savage Nation. Fire away. Yes, Dr. Savage, thanks very much for taking my call. I, I want to uh, reach out to something you had mentioned about two, three months ago when the psychic called your line. And you said something along the lines of the psychic, or she said something along the lines to you is that you are going to reach out to, Dr., uh, to Donald Trump back in August of this year. And, and here we are at the end of July, and you're 100% correct. He is struggling right now. He's struggling on a lot of fronts. We're all seeing that every day, and you're, you're not afraid to point that out. And maybe there's got to be a way somehow that, that you can reconnect with him and let him know the Savage Nation is behind him and, and, and he needs some more guidance out there where he can't make these mistakes. 
Well, I don't know that I can reconnect with the president at this time. I suspect that the time will come when he needs this audience, which will be around election time. Mm. I think the calculation has been made by uh, the barfly and those who actually determine whose show he goes on, who he refers to, who he who invites in. I think the barfly, who is really a double agent in my estimation, is totally destroying his presidency. I am telling you, that's what I see. I think you know who I mean by the barfly, don't you? Yeah, no, I I know she was on it. She was on. Well, yeah, the barfly has a husband who openly condemns the president, calls for his impeachment, calls him a racist, says every bad thing about him, and we're supposed to believe the wife is different than the husband. Anyone who will believe that, my friends, is not very intelligent. This is a two. It's a, a their team. Their team playing him. It is like the nice nasty cop game. How he keeps the barfly around him as the gatekeeper, I will never understand. Back in the next hour with the hateful words of the four sisters of the apocalypse. The Westwood One Podcast Network. <laughs>